Okay, welcome. Listener, once again to another edition of Footy from the Foot, the podcast coming to you uh, close to the home of football in San Diego, the Bluefoot neighbourhood bar and lounge in the heart of San Diego's glittering North Park. I'm your co-host, Paul Hutchinson, and I'm joined, as is customary these days, uh, by the miracle of the internet, uh, the director of football at Bluefoot, Rodney Styles. How are you doing, sir? Very well, my friend. Are you good? Yeah, not too bad at all. You know, it's keeping busy, keeping... Um, yeah, social as well, and uh, this helps a great deal doing all of this. So yeah, continue to do it for as long as uh, yeah we need to. There's no games, but there is at least the prospect. Maybe we'll talk about that in a sec. Yeah, we'll we'll dig into what's been happening in football around the world. Uh, there are, even though there's no games, there's still things happening. Uh, we'll also uh, dig out the the randomizer, ask a few more silly questions, and the Mount Rushmore this week is going to be. Uh, greatest teams, the Mount Rushmore of, of great teams, and uh, once we've done all that, we'll uh, we'll uh, let you get on with things. Am I allowed to have four Tottenham, uh, Tottenham teams in that one? I don't know. <laughs> if you, I mean, by all means, it's just I think the, the social media backlash might be just too much. That's just all. A little bit, but it was the anniversary of Spurs winning a double yesterday, fifty-nine years. Oh, really? Oh, there you go. Nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, that's been the thing I've I've liked is. Uh, Especially this time of year, where things have been decided, so all of the FA Cup wins and uh, 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 sort of celebrated on the social media, of yeah, different clubs and whatever. Yeah, that's that's been something fun that I've enjoyed popping up on my uh, streams. Yeah, just wanting to get involved. Footy from the foot at gmail.com and at Footy from Foot on all the Twitter and Instagram and Facebook things, uh, Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play. Yeah, we're even on YouTube. In fact, I've been a bit lapsed about. Uh, um, doing the YouTube thing, but um, we're on there too. Uh, rate and review and subscribe if you uh, are so inclined. And thanks to those people who've done that already. Our website is footyfromthefoot.com. Can I start by an, an apology, actually? Um, one of the questions last uh, week was uh, the greatest ever finish to a game. And as a Bolton fan, I can't believe that I, first of all, um, had the 99... United Champions League final against Bayern Munich when it was it should have been obviously Bolton versus Forest a couple of seasons ago when we stayed up in the literally the last kick of the game we were two two one down uh, with minutes to play we were into injury time and we scored two goals in injury time to stay up uh, and Wilbram scored with a header on the back of that. And because results had gone our way, we actually ended up staying in the championship that year. Absolutely that. astonishing. And so I just want to apologise that uh, I didn't uh, have that one. So that's that's an, uh, a sincere apology for getting that thing wrong. So yeah, it's no longer a Boltonian now anymore. <laughs> I know. So it's kind of yeah, that it's under inquiry now. And uh, what are you doing picking United when you could have had Bolton, mate? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. These are all things I'm going to have to explain. At least my Arsenal one was Naeem scoring from the halfway line. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. I did not cover myself in glory at all there. All right. Some big news. Bundesliga. Yeah. Behind closed doors starting next, I think, the 15th or the 16th of May? 15th, yeah. So, behind closed doors, they, they seem to have been given the green light. So, that's going ahead now. Let's see how it plays out. It's going to be a good blueprint. For the rest of us, obviously, um, Italy, is it Italy? No, France and 
the Netherlands, they've cancelled their leagues completely, haven't they? But um, So we'll see how this plays out. I wish it was a little bit more uniform in Europe, but at least we're probably going to see some football. So come on, Schalke. I got given a Schalke scarf. I have to support them, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, like you say, it's going to be interesting to see if um, what they do can be replicated in the Premier League. I believe that the sticking point right now is um, neutral venues. I think a lot of the lower clubs are, are, are concerned about how that's going to pan out. Well, I've been listening to this all morning when I was doing my morning sort of walk around the neighbourhood. And um, basically, it's Brighton and Aston Villa who were kicking off about it. Right. And being very contradictory, actually, saying it's in, not in the best interest, safety and everything. But I think it was the police chief who came out today and said, you are being contradictory because it's easy to play in neutral venues and a select few so people aren't travelling home and away because people will still go to around these grounds and stuff. Yeah. Policing, the, um, you know, all the health and safety issues. So it is basically the relegation-threatened clubs who are kicking off, thinking yeah. they've, they've got some sort of loophole. I'm not being horrible to these clubs either, but they feel like they've got some sort of loophole. They're, they're going to get out of relegation, make the Premier League two to three teams bigger next season with five teams getting relegated, I've been read about. But the bottom line is these games have to be played. They will get relegated if they choose not to play them on a point yeah. system. So they're, they're shooting themselves in the foot a little bit with the PR part of it. Let's just get these neutral venues sorted out. Let's just kick the ball around for a couple of weeks and finish it off. Done. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I, I don't think anyone's going to get relegated at the end of this. I think that I think that's basically what the, the reassurance is that they want, isn't it? Because yeah. it's been cha- the, the playing regulations have been changed so fundamentally that I think uh, you know whatever position you end up in as a, a in those teams threatened with relegation, a real case. Should it come to that, uh, to go to court and all that kind of thing? So I just don't see how they are going to be able to um, justify getting relegated in these situations. So oh, I think it's just more of a threatening stick at the moment. You know what I mean? Just to say, yeah. they want to get these games done. They want to finish it off. Whether it happens or not, we still don't know. So I think they're locking down the UK for another... Well, they've definitely done it in Scotland this morning. They've locked down for a further three weeks. Okay. I think yeah. the Prime Minister is going to come out tonight or tomorrow and say about a slight easing on the regulations, but I think it's basically you can have a picnic in the park and that's about it. Uh, another thing I heard, and I think to try and stop fans showing up, because, you know, they're idiots, aren't they? And so we've yeah, got to... They will do it, yeah. Idiots, unfortunately. But um, I think Western Australia said that, come over to play all these games in Western Australia. Um, that's correct, yeah. They got the I venues got backing that as well. So that's an interesting way of going about yeah. stuff, isn't it? And that stops people going straight away. So there's nothing you can do. So then you've only got to worry about the congregating around people's houses and stuff, which you're not going to stop. Be interesting to see what Germany, how it works out for them. So yeah, it'd be a good blueprint for it. I believe. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, um, I think also in Italy, they are looking at playing all of the games in Rome and using all the facilities, like the two main stadia there. Lazio and Roma, and uh, and having all the training facilities and things around the, the city. Did you see that? It, actually, talking about Germany starting up again, that the there's been some German research. Um, so they they've gaslighted the English fans by saying that we're actually not that bad at taking penalties. Do you see this? No, I didn't see this. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Germans have done a whole bunch of research in the World Cups, and it, they said that in like actual gameplay. England have only have got 90% uh, success rate at penalties. But wow. when it comes to actual shootouts, it's, it goes down to 60%. So 
So we actually lead uh, the poll there. Uh, is it, uh, for England, I'm saying here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we're actually great at taking pens when they're actually in the game, but when it yeah. comes to shootouts, we're absolutely the village. So yeah, we, we bottle it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And we have Peter Shilton in goal for one of them, so yeah, say no more. <laughs> yeah, you, but you, might, you might as well not have a goalie at that point. So uh, Yeah, you got that one correct. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, thanks, thanks to the Germans for doing that uh, bit of research. Um, that's pretty much all I have, I think, in terms of breaking news and what have you. It's, um, yeah, there's not a lot going on at the moment. So I heard one report this week that um, William has agreed potentially to join Tottenham. On a free transfer. Nice. I mean, he's big fans with, you know, big friends still with Jose Mourinho. So that looks to have pushed that one over the line. But come on, we don't know anything. So it's all speculation at the moment. So yeah. They, I've, I've been reading a lot about how players can be affected. I think FIFA uh, look like they've got some sort of guidelines in terms of players who are having their contracts run down at the moment. Clubs are not being forced into renewing players' contracts especially those that might not be able to afford it. You know, they'll certainly yeah. lower down the leagues. Oh, the lower leagues, it's really worrying time for everything. I mean, I've been reading a lot about cricket as well, listening to a lot about that at the moment, and it's going to be a whole new face for sport, I fear. Um, yeah. Hopefully, something's going to come out of it as well with players, you know, the, the money that, especially in, you know, football, the money the clubs spend on wages and stuff, I mean, it can be 100% of turnover for some clubs, and yeah. that's not a business you can operate, is it, at the end of the day, in the, yeah. in the real world, so... I think there's going to be a lot of changes for the good, hopefully. Yeah, let's hope so. Shall we uh, fire up the randomizer and uh, see what that uh, gets us to look at? I insist. <laughs> Highlight of my week, Paul. All right, let's see what the situation is here. Okay, number 13. What question is number 13? Ooh, autographs. Autographs. Did you get autographs as a kid? Do you know what? The only autograph I ever got as a kid, as a, as a, as a spectator, wasn't in football. It was in middle distance running in Gateshead, <laughs> and it was Steve Cram, because I was a massive Steve. I lived in Chesley Street at the time, right. and I think it was around the period he broke like three world records in 19 days. He was running in Gateshead that night, it was a Friday night. We were a few of my pals, because I used to run middle distance as well. He was going for another world record on 1500, and he missed out by like a second or something. But he came around, and I got an autograph of Steve Cram. That's the only personal autograph I've ever got, which is insane. Really? So, yeah. I used to like hang around, uh, like training fields and what have you. And so when they came off, I'd get like the reserve team, like Bolton players and what have you. The, um, <laughs> so I did go and watch Bolton. A team played uh, United's A team at uh, the Cliff, which used to be their training facility back in like the 80s and early 90s. Just as that game was about to kick off, all of the the first teamers, it was around about Christmas time, from the like United squad of the late 80s, were, were coming off after just like a bit of a, um, a training session. And so I got Brian Robson's, I got Paul McGrath's, oh. um, Gordon Strachan's, just that kind of era of Manchester United. And so, I mean, that, that was a really good team. Like, certainly, Brian Robson, absolute hero of mine. So, I used to meet a lot of famous people, Paul, but I never got autographs. So, I mean, when I did my apprenticeship for uh, Sheffield at Lords, the um, Mecca yeah. Cricket, I mean, the day before Gary Lineker signed for Tottenham, 
I served him roast beef on a carvery. So, <laughs> but because of the, the contracts and everything, you couldn't speak to anybody. You know, you, you oh, couldn't right. engage. And if they caught you watching like a one second of the cricket, it was the Ashes, with obviously, with Australia. And I was there for that, for the whole... I met a lot of cricketers on the outskirts of the thing. But if they caught you watching one second of the cricket in your whites, your chef whites, right. that was it. You were out on your ear. <laughs> it was really... I would not be able to do that. Like, have a, <laughs> I work <laughs> and say, oh, yeah, there's a cricket match going on there. You're not like watching. Like, nope. Final uh, <laughs> autograph, by the way, was Neil Midgley. Remember Neil Midgley? Midgley, that name rings a bell. <laughs> He is, or was, a referee. And right, okay. <laughs> I think Bolton right. had some kind of like fun day, kind of family fun day type thing. And for right. some reason, Neil Midgley was there. And for <laughs> some reason, I recognised him and got his autograph. And I always remember what he put. Play to the whistle, Neil Midgley. <laughs> I love it. And you know what? You just reminded me of a, of a really funny... Do you remember Frank Carson, the comedian? I do, yes. When I was in the prison, not in prison, but working in prison, teaching. I used to do um, help out with the catering for fundraiser nights at the Officers of Mess, the club. And one night, there was a big fundraiser, we had Frank Carson doing um, a live little set. And I had to take him some food to his dressing room. And I actually asked him for his autograph. But I'd met him a few times over this night with food and had a laugh with him and stuff. And he made me write my autograph out for him because he enjoyed my food so much. So I didn't get his autograph. I give Frank Carson my autograph. So there you go. I, please let it, what you gave him, can it be a cheese plate? And he needed to order it like, it's a cracker, kind of. <laughs> he did say that, by the way, to me. But anyway, Frank Carson... <laughs> where I'm in this universe has got my autograph in his top pocket. That's, that's uh, fantastic. All right. Oh, that, oh, that's <laughs> Frank Carson chats. Uh, you're listening to uh, Footy from the Foot. Excellent stuff. All right. Well, I think we uh, yeah battered that question to death. I think we did batter that question. <laughs> like a good piece of the cod. Okay. Question 16. 16. Great. Right. Kick. Wow. This free kick. All right. I can well, say I, the obvious here. I'm going to go, I'm probably going to go Roberto Carlos, actually. Ah, yes. Because I still can't believe that one. <laughs> so, and it was a great free kick. Absolutely, it was. Yeah, it kind of yeah. goes both ways, doesn't it? Like, yeah, and it kind of goes yeah. four foot wide of the post at one point and then comes back in. It was just. Yeah. Incredible. And by the way, he spent the rest of his career trying to do that again. <laughs> didn't he, really? <laughs> And never like getting anywhere close. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was in the uh, Le Tournoir, I think, was it? Le Tournoir, yeah. yeah. Glenn Hoddle was England manager at the time, I believe. We won yeah. it as well, didn't we? Yeah. We did. We actually won that. Did, yeah. I think yeah. they call that the Confederates' Cup these days, don't they? The, the, the pre World Cup That's tournament right. held the year before. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's an absolutely incredible free kick. Again, I would yeah. link to all of these things if you've not seen it before, but it's definitely worth watching. Obviously, uh, I mean, one of my favourite free kicks was obviously Beckham against Greece, but we talked about that. I love the Gascoigne free... Any free kick when they both... Uh, a Messi last season against Liverpool to get the 3-0 lead in the new Camp. Yeah. What a free kick that was. I mean, they're all amazing when they fly in, aren't they? Do you know what I mean? And I still love Matt Letizier when he flicked it up and volleyed it in. That's still one of my favourites too. <laughs> I am... Um, Hyatt. Hyatt from West Ham. I remember that, that free kick... 
but it looked like it was just going out for a throw in almost this thing and then it just kind of like curls back in i've never seen anything quite like it i remember yeah. actually at the time <laughs> looking at that free kick sort of like oh that's going miles out and looking yeah. at the phone and then all of a sudden it's turning away celebrating beautiful the free kick that's probably given me the most joy was uh, kieran trippier's in the in the semi-final against croatia i have an absolute bananas at that that going in and right. the best free kick and i've said this already it's undeniable the JJ Okocha, second free kick against Aston Villa in the semi-final first leg of the, the League Cup. It's unbelievable that that, that yeah. goal goes in. Yeah, Absolutely. I to oh, brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. And what a player for you guys. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. What what yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's see what, uh, what else we can, uh, we can see. Question eight. The most absurd thing to happen on a football field. Aaron Bent. <laughs> yep. Scoring for Sunderland against Liverpool with the beach ball. That was kind of absurd. <laughs> I think that's the one I had as well, yeah. That, oh, that's, sorry. <laughs> no, no. I think that's... Um, I 100% agree. I think it's... I don't think that goal should have been allowed. I oh. think by rule, should it? Oh, not at all. Yeah. How the hell was that goal given? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, well, we'll see. You'll post a link to that one, but it, it's yeah, because the keeper's going one way. I forget who the keeper was for Liverpool. I think it might have been Pepe Reina, was it? Reina, Pepe Reina, yeah, you're right, yeah, it is yeah. Reina. And he was going that way, ball hit the beach ball and went completely opposite side of the goal, yeah. So, yeah, ended up being a really important goal, I think, as well for Sunderland, yeah, for Sunderland, it did, yeah, which is <laughs> yeah, quite obscene, really. But yeah, another one would be obviously, I think we talked about it again last week or the week before, was Paolo Di Canio, yeah. In the referee, Eric Cantona going into the yeah. stand after being sent in off. So, I mean, other one is the uh, when Kanu scored against Sheffield United. I think the ball was kicked out by Sheffield United uh, to allow an Arsenal player to receive uh, a treatment. Right. And I just don't think Kanu got the message of like throwing the ball back um, right. after, and so, so he dribbles down the wing and kind of like slashes one home, doesn't he? Yeah, um, and everyone's up in arms. I think Steve Bruce was the manager at the time for Sheffield United. They ended up replaying the whole thing, didn't they? They it really the FA Cup. They replayed the game. Wenger agreed to it, which was unbelievable. Yeah, another one. Now you're, I'm thinking about that era as well, especially at Highbury, the old Highbury, was Robbie Fowler when David Seaman brought him down, and Rob he didn't bring him down, and Robbie Fowler said no penalty. That's right. I yeah. went to the referee and said he didn't touch me, but the ref still gave the penalty, which then Robbie Fowler missed, Seaman saved, but he got the follow-up to it. Oh, that's right, yeah. Because I have a memory of him just kind of rolling it up to the keeper, but he doesn't know. He actually tries and scores, doesn't he? Tries to score. Seaman yeah. saved. I'm not sure if it was Robbie Fowler who got the follow-up, but they definitely scored from the follow-up. Because I remember watching it. It was one of the midweek live Sky Sports games, I believe, yeah. and uh, But he, he actually said, no, he didn't touch me, but the ref still gave the penalty, which... Quite amazing, really. Forgotten about that one. Yeah, I'll, I'll link to all of these things because I, I kind of want to watch that back, see if I've uh, misremembered that or not. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And then obviously, um, there was that one fight for Newcastle as well. I'm going on for it. was um, Newcastle players, David Baddy and. Oh, K uh, Kieran. Uh, Gaia. Gaia? Yeah. Yeah, Kieran. Yeah, enough. Uh, on the pitch. I think it happened at Blackburn as well with Graham Lasso and somebody. I think that might have been David Batty again, was it? I think it might have been David Batty again. <laughs> yeah, one of my cherished, most cherished memories is uh, Blackburn blowing up in the uh, 
in the Europe in the Champions League. Absolutely hilarious. They imploded, didn't they, on the pitch? Great. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. It uh, might have been Bowyer at Newcastle, actually, with Dyer. It was Bowyer and Dyer. Yes, you're right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there we go. That's correct. <laughs> and we'll go for one more, I think. Did we just have 13? Come on, Randomizer. Stop being so random. All right, number 10. Okay, yeah. Ooh. So, a football story that you'd like for the 30 for 30 people to do. They do some great... Yeah, they do. Yeah, there was a great Aussie Idealist and Ricky Vili one that I really enjoyed. I've not seen that one yet. Is that, yeah, that's good though, is it? Yeah, it's good because it's all about the Falklands War and how they were heroes and had to go back and then come back. And it's kind of, yeah, sad, but really good as well. All right. Well, the one I'd like for them to, I mean, very sort of selfishly, uh, 1958 um, is the last time Bolton won the uh, FA Cup. It's also the last time that a team made up of local lads were to win the, the FA Cup. So, Every player in the side that day all grew up around Bolton, and it's the last time that any team has been able to say that representative of their uh, uh, their town. So where they all came from and all that kind of thing, I'd kind of I'd, I'd be, That'd be a good one, yeah, totally. super difficult to kind of research. I'm absolutely positive, but uh, I think that um, would be something I'd like to see. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they've come quite. I mean, they've done one on the treble winning Man United side, haven't they? I believe. Have they done yeah. one on that? I suppose. I mean, they kind of did the class of 92, didn't they? But yeah. I don't think specifically that season. And maybe they have. I don't know. But uh, yeah, that, yeah, you're right with that. Because there's some great games in, in that season. But again, I'd like to talk about, you know, obviously it becomes very personal on this sort of thing. So it'd be great to see, as it's the anniversary of Spurs winning a double, all that with Jimmy Reeves. The first yeah. pusher inside. What a great football inside Spurs were as well then with Bill Nicholson at the helm. And... And then they went on to become the first English side to win a European trophy, I think, a couple of years later. So, okay. yeah, that's right. So, have, you, have you been able to see that? Because there's a, a, a Greavesy um, documentary out, isn't there? Uh, I think yeah. about BT Sport. Have you been able to catch up with I've that? Not watched it. I've not found it yet, which is really, really annoying, actually, because I really want to watch that and show Nicole, my wife, because she obviously doesn't know that era at all. So, she came in with Pochettino era. So, she's, um, yeah, it'd be <laughs> interesting to show her back then. and. What a great, phenomenal goal scorer he was, actually, yeah. All right, uh, well, um, we'll move on from those questions. Mount Rushmore, this, at this time, it's all about great teams. One of the great teams, I think, the Spain uh, national side of the late noughties to early tens. Won yeah. three consecutive major championships, so two yeah. Euros and a, and a World Cup in that time. And... Uh, they, they had just had some unbelievable players. You know, that, that midfield was just ridiculous, wasn't it? Iniesta, you got Xavi, you got Xavi Alonso, you got Fabregas, can't even get a game. I know. Um, David Villa up front. Uh, it just Puyol at the back there, Casillas in goal. Uh, just every last player is like world class in every single position. Absolutely phenomenal team. You didn't actually enjoy, well, you enjoyed watching them, but if you wanted a, a great sort of end-to-end -end game, you wouldn't yeah. watch Spain or Barcelona for that point because it was just little triangles all over the pitch. Sheen, weren't they? Absolutely. Oh, and you just saw how Holland played them in the World, was it Holland in the World Cup final against them? When they yeah. just completely went into a rugby team mode against them. Yeah. And they got like nine bookings on it. Nobody got sent off though, did they? There was that one horrible chess tackle from Dion. Yeah. yeah. And that just shows you how, how football is <laughs> like the Netherlands. 
couldn't even play against Spain. Do you know what I mean? Because they were just unbelievable. There's nothing you can say. Yeah. And that was the thing with with them as well. Like say that uh, they just kind of like ground you down, didn't they? But at the same time, like just you know that their system, they could just produce these great players that would fit in the system, and, and you know because they, they had the reducer, they had Busquets, didn't they as well? So they had like you know they weren't averse to some s housery in all of the, all this. So, but great, 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 great team, weren't they? No, it was it was a shame that. The 2014, where they, I don't think they scored even a goal, did they? No, they got they went out in the group stage, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they kind of just dropped off a cliff, but at that point, they were absolutely unplayable, really, weren't they? Unplayable, so, yeah, totally unplayable. Yeah. What a team! I've got to say, it pains me to say, but I have to mention there's obviously Arsenal who went a whole season being invincible sure. with yeah. 12 draws, but you have to give them a mention because an incredible achievement that probably won't happen again. But my team. Premier League era would be Manchester United's treble winning team. Never say die. Unbelievable. To, to come through like they did was, well, ridiculous. You see it with Liverpool, as good as Liverpool are this season. Up until the point where all this shut down, they weren't unbeatable. They're out of the FA Cup. They went out of the Champions League as well. So it just goes to show what United did achieve that season, winning the FA Cup, the Premier League and the Champions League. Yeah. is. You'll never see that again, probably. It was ridiculous. Even with like five minutes to go, and maybe they were one nil down, you would just know that they would get something out of this. You, you, you never settled with that off. team. Yeah, yeah, you couldn't settle. It was they were ridiculous, ridiculously good. Yeah, and I think the point proved when they went to um, Juve, and I think they were two, two or three nil down on aggregate, and they came back to win that in yeah. Juve, and yeah. then the semi final that year against Arsenal, Burkham missed the penalty, and then. They still managed to go up the other end with a Giggsy goal. And it was close. They, they didn't run away with the league that season. So every game was like a pressure point situation. Every game was a final for them. So, yeah, what a wonderful team. So you yeah. got like, the likes of Beckham in that, haven't you? Skulls, yeah. Keane in his pomp. Uh, and it was yeah. York and Cole up front. Absolutely, I yeah. mean, Jesus, what a pairing that was. Yeah. And then on the bench, you've got Sheringham and, and Solskjaer coming off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was just relentless. It was a relentless machine, yeah. But they weren't dominating a lot of games either. It was more of an excitement thing with our team as well. You knew something was going to happen. Yeah, well, they were good to watch, weren't they? They were good to watch. Yeah. European nights, Old Trafford, I used to really enjoy watching them because it was always an exciting experience. Oh, I can't I mention that year as well, 99, the Spurs won the only other cup, which was the League Cup. So, yeah, hello. The mighty Spurs stopping them with the sweep there. Yeah, yeah, they didn't get the four because of the mighty Spurs. Uh, yeah, by the way, I'm, I just can't help myself, like, praising United. What's going on? You know, <laughs> yeah, we must be getting old. <laughs> so, my other team, I've picked sides that I know, know and have been able to watch myself. I mean, obviously, there's the Brazil 70s, which I don't know whether it might be something you bring up, but I'm going to go with France. Uh, 98 when they won the World Cup obviously yep. got Zidane in there who was just an absolute genius God yeah Deschamps Diorkaev yeah. you've got unbelievable defence with Laurent Blanc and, and Lillian Turam. you've got Thierry Henry well actually Thierry Henry didn't feature all that much in that team I don't think but like that four year period where they won the World Cup and the, the Euros you've got Thierry Henry as well you've got uh, Trezeguet yeah, they won the World Cup without a striker, didn't they? Really, I had that Givash yeah. from, um, but every single player apart from that, I think, were just absolute world class, weren't they? Yeah, you had Lauren Blanc and Bartes and go, and I love the way that Lauren Blanc would always kiss Bartes on the head. Yeah, before a game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was like the look. Very iconic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, especially like I mean, Zidane was one of those players that I don't think ever 
played below like an eight out of ten. He was always amazing, and the the, the absolute masterclass that he put on against Brazil in that World Cup final just unbelievable. Just, oh yeah. my goodness, what a player! What a player! Manuel Petit scored in that game as well, didn't he? He did, ah, yeah, yeah, like the Frank third goal thing. Back. I've just noticed uh, another team that I'd like as well is is '88 Netherlands team, which was so good. I remember that that Van Basten, Hullet. And that goal by Van Basten, do you remember the volley on the tie angle? Yeah. It's, it's I mean, the whistle, isn't it? And yeah. that, was like the, the, that team made the basis of another great team, which was the AC Milan. Yes. Of that, that period as well. Yeah. And obviously, you had the unbelievable defence in Baresi. But, but yeah, you've got Hullet and Van Basten also as well. Yeah. I might yeah. So. And we did that without with betting without the favourite there, like Brazil 1970. It's just, I, I it's know. It's too easy, isn't it? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't see it, but it was just so colourful, wasn't it? That the yeah. and the absolute hammering that they gave Italy in the final, just because yeah. they were absolutely on, out on the feet, weren't they? And some of the goals they played yeah. scoring in that game were just ridiculous. Yeah, uh, you got Jairzinho, Rivellino, Pele, all that. Yeah, even the team of '82 Brazil was wonderful with Falco, Zico, Socrates. You know how are they not winning a World Cup? Well, why they're not winning a World Cup is because Paolo Rossi scored a hat trick against them, but. Um, I heard something about that really because they should have won that game. What you would do these days if you, you were that far ahead in the game, you'd just shut up shop, you'd stick on a, a defensive midfielder and, and kind of see the game out. But they just kept on going and going and going for yep. more and more goals and get, got caught out the back yep. and, and ended up getting knocked out. Like I say, Zico was just an unbelievable player, wasn't he? All right, we'll, we'll leave it there and we'll come back with, uh, with any other business. Just want to give a shout to the trivia night that we are continuing to do on Saturday evenings at seven o'clock. Myself, Paul and Marissa. If you've got the Facebook page for the San Diego EPL supporters, you can just wait for a link there to appear and yeah, you can get involved. It's been really good fun. Um, and we've got a hardcore of like six or seven people that's um, short for that and yeah come along if that seems like something you enjoy doing and we've got some interesting questions coming up this week as well so yeah seven o'clock on Saturday on the EPL supporters group on Facebook I think the t-shirts just maybe give those a bit of a shout out maybe or yeah of course the Bluefoot shirts again they're available on what is it bluefoot.com is it it's bluefootbar.com Bluefootbar.com thank you for helping me there really good response to them people are buying them up they had the second delivery last week you know what as well just saying any other business it's, it's been really uplifting with the community around here meeting a lot of good people neighbors and stuff you seem to actually have more contact with people with no contact if that makes <laughs> yeah. any sense i actually feel fitter than i have in like 20 years because but i'm also listening to a lot of sport on the radio like talking back and going back there's a great half an hour on talk sport three days ago they did andy murray winning wimbledon and oh. a really emotional moment for me was that and um Especially after he was the runner-up, I think, the year before. Yeah, against Federer. He did that really emotional speech where he burst into tears and suddenly the whole of the UK fell in love with him a little bit because he opened up. And um, then he won the Olympic gold against Federer, then he US Open, and then was the first British gentleman to win in 77 years, I believe, Wimbledon. It was, it was bringing tears to my eyes as I was walking around. <laughs> I think it was like a, I'm a big tennis fan, as you probably know. It's only tennis. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> and this makes me more emotional than any sport which is a little bit odd i think because i played it a lot but i remember his his championship game to win wimbledon he went 40 love up on his serve and everybody was like oh okay 
And then Djokovic won four points in a row and had an advantage to break him. But he still managed to come back and win that game after a couple more deuces. And I remember somebody asked me, what's going on or something? Is it, and I couldn't get the words out because if I had spoken, I would have just blubbered for about 10 minutes. <laughs> I had to keep my British stiff upper lip at that moment. So. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, not a football-related story, but that, I was really enjoying reminiscing this week about that. So I did watch it on YouTube. Brought a little tear to my eye again. But anyway, there you go. What can I say? Sorry, Paul. No, no. Let's, uh, yeah. <laughs> if you're happy with that going out about tennis, then, uh, yeah, that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> tennis alone, all right? <laughs> also on that, uh, bluefootbar.com, you can uh, tip virtually on there. So if you are missing your... Uh, favorite bartenders then you can uh, do something about that as well online happy uh, days we'll uh, we'll call that a day uh thank you david thanks to for our uh, theme sheet and the outro that you're about to hit give me a follow with at one in 20 parkinson's please get in contact really footy from the foot at gmail.com and at footy footy from foot let us know your favorite teams your greatest teams and uh, yeah any suggestions for future questions that you want us to bang away at uh, yes, we'll, uh, we're gladly receiving those. Bang away, people. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Stay yeah. safe. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what else is the city, honestly? So, yeah. Yeah, that'll do it. Thank you, dear listener. And uh, let's do this again next Thursday. Bye. <laughs>